It's Amina Sauce Podcast, episode 137. We are rolling. Amina, say what? I'm Shayna B. Garnett Briscoe, Sherlock Homeboys, <laughs> same person. <laughs> Dexter Stucky. Dexter, I wanted, I've been meaning to say this to you for weeks. I thought you were Dexter one. Like, when did we call so look, people would listen to this, they'd be like, let me find him on Instagram. So on Instagram, my name is Dex Stuckey. So I didn't want them to be looking for Dex the One and somebody else get my followers. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the followers, huh? It's all about the followers. <laughs> well, what are you going to do about your Twitter? Because your Twitter is Industry Friends. Well, now that I see that Industry Friends, which is my podcast, is available now on Twitter, I'm just going to create one for it so I can go oh, back okay. to Dex Stuckey on Okay, on good. Twitter. All right, you got to get that together, Dex, because it's not all <laughs> not all even here. <laughs> uh, so let's get right into it, because today we have a, hopefully, we have a guest of the podcast, Molly Brazy. She's straight out of Detroit. Uh, she's a female rapper. You know, I always try to support female rappers, up and coming ones. Um, it's nice that we have a lot of female rappers now, but I know it yeah. definitely can still be very, very difficult. So uh, whatever I can do to support, especially someone like her who is actually like, she is spitting, like mm-hmm. she got bars, you know? So she'll join us and pop in at uh, some point during the podcast. But let's get into what's in our feed. I think, um, you know, Nick Cannon has caused a stir since last week, this week. Recently, he apologized. Some people are upset that he apologized. He made some remarks on his podcast that were offensive to the Jewish community. How do you guys feel about this? Because I'm seeing the word sellout being thrown out there, which is a word that, you know, I, I don't try, you know, I don't use for people, but how do you guys feel about this? Um, I think coming from his point of view, I think the way he probably looked at it is, you know, in that moment he was representing himself, but, he is more than just himself. Like, you know, when he lost a job, a lot of people that, you know, he mm-hmm. wanted to help in their careers, he, you know, now they're mm-hmm. out of a job because of that. So I, I think he, he saw it from that point of view. Yeah. yeah. Good. Go ahead. I, good point. I think that, like, that's a, exactly what I think. That's where he was coming from. But also I think it's, it's kind of like one of those things where it's easier to have a conversation with someone when you're invited to the table versus trying to have a conversation from outside. And I think Nick wants to be back in that, in that area, back in the house, if you will. He wants to be back in the house so he can physically have that conversation. Yeah. And I, and I feel really bad for him that all the people that are calling him a sellout. I think that, you know, we can all have the moment to be aware and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a sellout type of mode. You know, this is where, and, and where we are and with the BLM movement, we want people to understand us and hear us. So I don't think it's really fair for people to call him a sellout because he was looking and seeking to apologize and, as you said, kind of sit down and have a, a conversation. He didn't say that, you know, I'm going to change my stance on everything. Maybe I was misinformed about something. But I think that we're in this state in our world where, you know, we should be able to have conversations, whether difficult or not, and be understood and not considered a sellout. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you guys. I mean, even when we were talking about it last week, you know, I'm not very well versed in everything that he's talking about, you know. So it's like I, I try to be very respectful to how people feel. But the reality is he struck some people the wrong way. You know, and um, when you when you do that, you would hope that there's a conversation where we can we can 
talk about our differences and what you think versus what I think. But uh, yeah. you know, Viacom kind of pulling the cord really sent a strong message. And um, at the end of the day, you know, we are all entitled to our opinions. And some opinions may offend some people. It doesn't make it right, but it happens. But right. the thing is, at the end of the day, you know, w he has a livelihood. He has a career. Mm -hmm. So it's like he has kids to feed and mouths to feed. And to your point, Garnett, he has a whole bunch of people relying on him. He has checks that he signs, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, you it's very hard to have all those things going on and be a thousand percent honest about all your feelings because you got to walk this fine line. Right. And that's why a lot of people encourage us to have our own things, to have ownership in our own stuff so that you can kind of be um, independent of these corporations. But at the end of the day, if this corporation is signing your check, you got to be careful, you know, and it's, it's sad, but that's the truth, you know. Um, so I'm just happy that Fox is still allowing him to do the mass Singer. Mm-hmm. You know, and then maybe he can build on that. But I was definitely disappointed to see when people were calling him a sellout because um, I've talked to Nick a couple of times. And, you know, if anybody has put on, it's been Nick in so many different ways um, since he was a kid writing yeah. and producing and all of that. And the mass Singer is a very good show. And yes. It's show. <laughs> I yes. was nervous. Like, I can't lose that show. <laughs> right. I agree. <laughs> and he's just a genius at creating these things, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I think for a while, people really clowned him for whatever reason, you know? Music. But it, I, like, I, like, but now, like, he's... We he's know why. We know why. We know why, man. Know he's why. one of these guys that are going to be our executives, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's going to grow into that. Hopefully, you want that to happen. So, um, yeah. Um, and he's taking a break from the radio show, too. I mean, he's kind of just I shutting that. down. That sucks, yeah. Which I feel bad for, you know? Um, but this is an opportunity for dialogue and for everybody to learn. And I see him having that dialogue and those conversations. Um, so anything that we can do to not be divided and move together, I'm always for, you know? Yeah. All right, let's get this out of the way before Molly comes on here. Because, Shane, I thought about you, and I just wanted your perspective as a woman in sports. Um, 15 female ex-Redskins, which they're changing their name, so we don't know what to call them red, anymore. Red tails. Red tails, red tails whatever. Uh, red tail employees, which red tail makes me think of the movie. They said they were sexually harassed and it's 15 women. And it, it, this is years ranging from 2006 to 2019. Shayna, have you ever been harassed at work? I mean, you don't have to be <laughs> absolutely honest, but as a, as me as a woman in music, it happens a lot. Um, I can't even imagine a woman in sports. I mean, what has your perspective been on this? Well, I would say it varies. I mean, of course, being a woman in sports, you're definitely going to get hit on, you know, and the level and the way that, you know, different men try to do it is different because everybody is different, you know, from just a casual hitting on you to being super aggressive. You know, there, there's it's just levels. I've been fortunate enough to never be in a situation where I felt scared, where I felt dangerous, you know, that it felt dangerous, where I really felt like someone was coming for me and putting me in an uncomfortable situation. Um, I don't necessarily know anyone that I worked with at the team that I was specifically at and just being around athletes that was 
in that particular situation, but I do know people in other teams that I've talked to that have been, you know, in those type of situations and it does happen. And again, you know, I do think for some of these men, they don't take it as like they're being super aggressive or it's harassing and they don't know when to stop. A lot of it is, and again, we're not talking about just the athletes. It could be, you know, coaches, people in the front office, whatever the case may be. Sometimes I do think, and I'm not giving them excuses, but they're not used to really the rejection side of it. So they don't know how to handle when a woman's just like, no, I'm cool. But when you continue to pursue her in a way that really makes her feel uncomfortable, because again, everybody's level is different. You know, I'm from Philly where when I even think, I'm going to cut you right off. <laughs> right. Like, like you're going to hear like, my mouth pump and your it's going to stop. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's why I say everybody's level is just a little different and their experiences are different. And I will say, you know, it's just like anything. It's just like in life. Men will try who they think they can try. And if they think and they sometimes sense that you're a little fearful and you should not feel fearful at all in your place of employment, they will keep pursuing you and think it's like almost like a game. So I feel really bad for these women. You know, it's not said yet whether this was the same individuals. I'm thinking it is just because of the way it's spanned over the years. Um, you know, just not enough information yet on, you know, who the actual harasser or harassers were. But it is, it's a very real. Again, fortunate for me, but it, it, I've, I've heard stories from people and even men that I would not have thought took things that far that have done it to to women so yeah i mean someone randomly retired <laughs> right on the that's team. what you always gotta look like right. <laughs> so someone randomly retired and someone's just randomly been fired and right. they're, they haven't linked it to this but when you start see start seeing heads rolling you already um, know you know there's something happening behind the scenes but i do think that it was a good point shana i think that there's a very thin line between someone coming on to you and just flirting and then someone being sexually harassed. And the line really depends on the woman. Yeah. It depends on the you woman. Know? It depends on the man. It depends on if you're just casually like, you know, you know, whatever. I like to take you out on a date, whatever guys say. But if you're just casually like, I really want to see what you look like under those clothes. Like, you know what I mean? Again, there's different levels right. that it doesn't have to be this super aggressive nature that you're like, wait a minute, did he just tell me he wants to see me naked? So, you know, it just all depends. But even something like, oh, your body looks really nice in that dress, right? So different women might take that the wrong way. or Everybody takes it differently. It depends on their level of, toler of tolerance and what they're used to, right? So if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh, thank you. I've been in the gym, <laughs> you know? But <laughs> some other people might take it like, wow, he's objectifying me, yeah. you know? So it's like, I think that people need to be more vocal about the things that make them feel uncomfortable. Right. You have, you have to tell right. people like, listen, I, I, that's not cool. You know, stop them kind like, of in their tracks because again, unfortunately everyone we, we do have, like you said, you, that one comment may make you excited where it may make another woman feel right. completely violated. Yeah. I can say this with my group of male friends that I grew up in sports. We said probably the most inappropriate, inappropriate stuff to each other all the time, but they were kind of like brothers to me. So I would never even take it like it's harassment when they like, ooh, Shayna, I don't know if you cold. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like that's not even her because right. of how our relationship was. So, you know, again, that's why I just say it's definitely different. But, you know, just for any woman in any situation, whether it be sports or not, we do live in a world where people are want to hear about these things. You know, it's not 
really the time when you can't speak up. So even if you do feel like you're in an uncomfortable situation, definitely speak up and let somebody know. Let that person know and then let somebody know. And then guys, be careful because you can't, don't be too cute with people. (laughs) Like don't, like people have to understand like you're still at work. I mean, A, it comes from, it's who's the person? What kind of relationship do you have? B, what is the comment, you know? So it's like, it's better to be safe you know, and, and don't try to get too kiki ha ha with someone because you never know how they're going to take it. And then people need to be more vocal, even other men. That's a, something I noticed. Yeah. Like men need to check other men. Like, yo, don't, that, that like, was out of pocket. Like, why would you say that? Like when Garnett be kissing people in the Corona, <laughs> I'm like, Garnett, what are you doing? <laughs> Like you, still a thing. <laughs> it's still a thing. It's still a thing. You gotta it's hold the, the people. Go. <laughs> you gotta hold the people around you accountable. But I was you know? gonna say the other thing is scary though. Is like you do also don't want people to like if you really find somebody you're attracted to to be scared to ask them on a date because a lot of times people do meet their mates or or potential booze where yeah. you work at. You spend so much time there working in sports. I used to spend 16 hour days, seven days a week. Like, so you also want to be mindful. Like there are people that are going to date and flirt and be together. And I hope that, you know, just people aren't scared to explore their art. Just do it with the right person. That's the right way. I don't date nobody at work. Nope. That That is is my cardinal rule. I don't mean you're working ready, y'all. They're all ugly. They are. That's what they say. Damn, shots fired. (laughs) Yo, but you know what's funny? Even if I remotely found someone attractive, when you're working with people, they be on your nerves so much (laughs) that my attraction instantly left. Like, you annoying, bruh. Like, so I just, I I make it a rule of thumb to just try to separate as as much as possible, you know? And Garnett was saying something, but I don't think we picked it up. I mean, can you imagine being around somebody all day at work, at home, at I've home? I've done it. <laughs> oh, it, it was a challenge. I will, I will definitely admit that it was a challenge because um, it would be like we're not going to argue right now because we're going into work. Okay, no, we're not going to argue. Right. So the next thing you okay. know, no argument, and then five minutes later, like, but you ain't have to say that. What I said, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I can't. I need my time out. You go yeah. to your job, I'll go to my job. Okay. It is definitely difficult. All right, so what's going on with Trey Songs, Dex? I mean, <laughs> you're going to be our Trey Songs correspondent. <laughs> so today, like, I went on social media and I saw Trey Songs was trending. I said, like, what, what did he do? Like, so I clicked on it. And so James Harden, like, um, the Houston Rockets posted a picture of him and his mask. And it was a... Um, it was a it was a black mask and it had like a flag on it and there was like a little some blue hints in it. So there's like a police lives matter um, type of mask. So then the Houston Rocks, Rockets posted it and they said mask mask up. Trey Song saw it and he said this is certified clown S H I T. I'll right. say it for everybody who's scared F O H. Which for those of you who don't feel like looking on Urban Dictionary, <laughs> get the F out of here. So Trey Song said that. Social media went kind of crazy with it because they were kind of dragging James and they were telling, some people were dragging James, some people were telling Trey to like relax a little bit. Um, James basically said that I wasn't trying to make a political statement. This is just a mask that covered my full beard. Right, (laughs) right. Because it's long. (laughs) And and it's free. (laughs) 
Trey also got into a mess with Meek Mill a couple weeks ago, too. Like, Meek posted a picture of him counting money, basically. And Trey said, well, maybe you should use some of that money to donate to this organization, to this charity. And Meek was like, well, look, I donated my car to this, uh, to this charity. Like, I've done stuff for my city. So people are now saying that Trey's talking just a little too much and calling him out being, for being a fake activist, while others are saying, like, Trey's the man. Like, Trey's stepping it up. What do you guys think? Well, remember Trey put that uh, that story out that we were talking about the ex um, uh, Sixers dancer mm-hmm. and how she was alleging that um, that she was treated unfairly by another uh, captain on the team, and that started a whole situation. I mean, for a minute, I did think it was kind of cool that he was using his platform to kind of amplify um, certain stories that were not being told, but now I feel like it's turning into bullying a little bit. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, going from that Sixers situation to now here we are with James Harden and to back to that Meek situation. I, no, no, there's nothing wrong with being an activist, but you should probably get your facts before you just start coming for people. <laughs> right. And you've been coming for like a lot of people and you don't even know half of the story. And I feel like, like, you know, and I did see Meek and a lot of people talk about James like, you don't know James. Like James gives a crazy amount of money to different organizations, to his city. You know, again, things that he's not bragging about because you don't have to when you really want to be a true activist and really mean what you say and say what you mean. So it's just like, Trey's just kind of messy to me because again, nobody was coming at you when you had your issues with domestic violence. So (laughs) you might want to stop coming at people. Right. And that's the only thing that's kind of weird about all of this, because Trey uses his platform and then his fans attack. And we're starting to see this thing where people's fans are attacking. And I'm like, I, I, it's get like, I feel like people attack Nick Cannon. I feel like it's getting to a place where people are being bullied. So hold on. Trey, Trey's angels are attacking. <laughs> Trey, <laughs> Trey's angels. They angels are angels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think we need some songs, Trey songs. Like this is the time we need some love music, man. We don't need you on the internet being the police for black people. We don't. Do that. We don't. <laughs> Yo, that is hilarious. Uh, you know, if he is gonna use his platform in that manner, I do think. Uh, he probably should, you know, have his facts in order before he goes and steps out on a ledge. And, and at this point, he, I feel like he disrespected Meek Mill. Like, Meek Mill had a whole run about how he did stuff for his city. Like, this was a part of his reform and rebrand coming out of, you know, coming out of jail. And he did a fantastic job. It's like, how do you not know about this stuff? Yeah. I also think Meek kind of clapped back a little bit. Like, Meek was kind of like, bro, I do this and I do that. And, you know, it was just on both ways, it was just a lot on social media. Well, I feel like Meek had to because, again, like, Trey put him on blast with all of these followers. Like, so it was like, I have to. Like, I'm not going to not say anything. I have to. Right, right, right. Which is why Meek spoke up for James and a lot of other people did as well. And then right. a lot of people were saying that, like, yeah, I was today years old when I found out that that meant Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> right. Like, they were like, I just would have thought it was a mask, too, and not thought nothing about it. I didn't but know that either. He also spoke up for James, because I think he got a little bit of hatred for Trey Song. You know? Right. Yeah. He like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you wilder. You count calling everyone out. Like, you're doing a lot, bro. <laughs> I mean, nobody's, nobody can work right now. So Trey got time. 
He can go in the studio like Garnett said. He got time to go in the studio. For, <laughs> people wants. are releasing music. He can do it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Megan has unfollowed Tory Lanez. Yeah, and guess what? With you guys, I really like you guys. I've grown to have really great relationships with the three of you, and I love you guys on social media, but I can guarantee you if one of you shoot me, <laughs> I'm going to unfollow you. We're not going to be friends no more. Understood and agreed. <laughs> Understood and agreed. Wait, but why Why was that the headline? Like, <laughs> Megan unfollows Tori Lane after she... Right. Like, yo, that that unfollow is real. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I still have so many questions about the. Same. I mean, I get again, we get down to the same result, but I have so many questions. Like, because again, we had this live of Megan and Kylie, and Tori was in the back. Then we find out he gets arrested. Then we see this video footage where she's still in the same bikini, and the cops are making her walk, and he's on the ground. It's just like, what? happened that this went left real fast right that's what i don't understand because they were hanging out but you know tori's been suffering from some emotional stuff i mean i think he's better now i'm not justifying it but i know in the past he'd had he's had some issues with some um you know just getting himself together and i i i, I don't want to misquote what he has or misdiagnose him but I'm pretty sure he suffered from something. Um, so not that that justifies anything. I was going to but... say, she's suffering from gunshot. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, we all said, like, you could have killed her. Like, you could have hit a, a artery or something in her foot that goes to, like, you could have killed her. So it was like, I don't know what could have been that serious from partying to, you right. know, to oh, shooting. Yeah. And, and allegedly, too, because, like, there, it's only speculation <laughs> that he did right. it. Right. He has said it, which is a little odd to me. Like, let me tell you another thing. If one of y'all shoot me, I'm going to snitch on you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say, Mina, say what? Sorry. It was her. We don't need to play Clue. It was Mina with the gun and the driver's seat in the car. And then one of my friends said, like, I was there, but I didn't do it. No, no, no. You need to say who did it. Like, right. Don't just say it wasn't you. Right. That was a way to kind of go around it. I mean, even me as a reporter for d days, I was like, allegedly, 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 because you had the, the LAPD not confirming, saying that Megan did not let them know that she was a victim, which if someone shot, like, isn't it your job to investigate, you know? Right. It was just so, out of the situation. Right, so safe to say that if someone shoots you guys, you're unfollowing them, huh? Yeah, I'm doing a little bit more than unfollowing, <laughs> as Dex said. I'm telling everybody. It is going to be, I'm doing a live from the hospital letting you know. I might right. right. life. That's what I might have to do. You shoot me in the foot. I'm, I'm see you. Yeah. But now, and, and speaking of Trey songs, it, it, you know, an, another discussion I've seen popped up with this is, you know, the abuse towards women. And, and, you know, we know that there was like an activist that was killed um, by a black man. Like what is going on, you know, that again would escalate a situation that would cause Tori to shoot her. I'm pretty sure y'all wasn't playing with the gun in the car. Like we talked about the other day. I'm pretty sure y'all weren't like five-year-olds, like click, click, and then it went out. It seems like some kind of argument or something happened and then he was shooting her. 
So all of you guys have changed. I think, Arnett, your perspective was that it was a mistake. So yeah. now, okay. <laughs> I read that. Like, no way. Like, no way this happened. But, yeah, that, I, I feel like exactly what Shana just said. If, if it's definitely more of an abusive thing, that is it completely changed my mind. Hi, Molly. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We're just talking about getting shot by your friend. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and the um, stage is thereafter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, welcome to the Mina's House podcast. Nice to meet you. I'm Mina. Say what? I'm Shayna B. I'm Garnett Briscoe, a.k.a. Sherlock Homeboy. <laughs> Dexter, a.k.a. Dexter One. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Dexter. <laughs> Molly's gonna follow you right now. <laughs> so Molly Brazy is coming straight out of Detroit. Uh, hi Molly, how are you? What you got there, Molly? What'd you get us? <laughs> I don't know what I got. So Molly, you have 1.3 Instagram followers, and 1.3 then- million. Million, right? Million. Million. <laughs> So, uh, and uh, 304,000 YouTube followers. You have some uh, online following. Like, you're probably getting all this free stuff as an influencer. Like, how did you even build that up to get to that point? I honestly don't know. It just it just came with it. Like, I feel like me just staying regular, like, not, you know, getting a big head about a lot of things. Like, I really get overwhelmed about a lot of stuff that I, like, accomplish. So, it's like... I don't really know how to express it, so I don't change as a person, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like people can really relate to me, and, like, that's how, you know, people still, uh, it's just girl, I guess. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be in your business or call you out, but when you first came on, you had, like, this bag of, like, the Cheetos. I think they were, like, the Paws, the Cheetos Paws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, during, during quarantine, like, my go-to one has been, like, the flaming Hot Doritos, like they That's make a what you now. <laughs> that is yeah. funny. What are your go-to like quarantine snacks now? <laughs> um, I've been trying to eat healthy. So, oh. um, cucumbers. <laughs> cucumbers, <laughs> cucumbers, girl. <laughs> yeah. Don't be having no cucumber it. parties over there. So wait, do you eat the cucumbers just regular, or you put the salt and the pepper and all that little stuff in there and make it like you know, like a um, real snack? I normally eat it with ranch and bacon dish and pepper, Ooh, but I just tried it with um, lemon and what's that season? Um, it's like Mexican lime seasoning. It's good. Mm, I'm not yes. Mexican, but. <laughs> so, Molly, um, you've been rapping for how long now? Because, girl, you, like we were talking, you rap rap. You're not playing with it. Like you rap yeah. rapping. <laughs> uh, tell us how yeah. you started rapping and like, what's that been like? Um, I started rapping. Well, I've been like writing raps like ever since like my brothers went to jail. Like it just gave me something extra to do. Like in my free time, so they always was rapping around me. But I never wanted to freestyle because the things they were just coming up with off the dome, I just could never do it. So then mm -hmm. I started writing, and then 
um, one day I just got kicked out of high school for fighting, and it was early in the morning, so I was bored as hell, and I just recorded one of the freestyles I had in my phone, and then I uploaded like a week later, and it went viral on like all the social medias that I didn't have, and like rappers just started hitting me up, like rappers that I listened to in my city, they all just started hitting me up and wanting to get in the studio with me, so that's really where it started at. Wow. Wow. So talk about, you just talked about, you know, your brother and being around your brother and him rapping. Like, who are some of your other influences? Uh, it's mostly Detroit rappers. Like, the ones I grew up listening to, like Doughboy's Cash Out. It was this group called Stunt Hard, um, Babyface Ray, 42 Doug. Y'all probably heard their name. Yeah. We've actually um, had uh, 42 Doug on the podcast. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I just, I just did a song with him, too, so y'all gonna be hearing that soon. Okay. <laughs> 42 Doug signs a little baby, right? So that's a that, that's like a, a decent feature. Like any other like solid features that you're working on right now? I am, but I don't want to announce them yet because yeah. I want it to be a surprise because I don't really do features. Like I like to really just rap by myself, but I've been trying to, you know, collab with other artists. Like I do like, you know, the music that I make with other artists is just not my cup of tea. Like, I wouldn't be pressed to, you know, do it. So, um, now I am, and it's people that um, a lot of my fans always tell me they want to hear me with or, you know, just people that I listen to in general. So, it's, it's going to be dope. Uh, uh, are you a football fan at all? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> not having it. Listen, listen, I only ask is I'm a Detroit Lions fan. I'm from New Jersey. I'm a Detroit Lions fan. And I mean, I know about the Lions. I don't know about. Uh, I just want to know, like, are you disappointed that I'm just as bad as I am? <laughs> I don't get the Detroit Lions fan. Like, I'm still, I'm still. I'm going to still represent for the Lions, you know what I'm saying? Whether they're doing good or bad, you know, we all have our off seasons. But I don't listen to it. I mean, I don't watch it. So, no, I wouldn't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, um, do you watch, like, reality TV shows? Yeah, I watch reality. What's your favorite one? And also, I thought about it because there's no love in hip-hop in Detroit. If they were to bring that there, would you go on it? Nah, because I feel like, the whole symbol, the the thing that they do with the with the putting people in the same areas they opt, that ain't gonna work out for me. Like, it's not gonna be the outcome they expect. You know what I mean? I just feel like I rather really just keep that off TV unless they, you know, some positive stuff and just like you know keeping me in a positive state. Other than that, I don't think that's a good idea to have Molly Brazy on a national TV live. No, that's not good. But um. <laughs> Um, reality TV. I I watch Naked and Afraid, and oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I watch Weird shows. Other than that, I watch <laughs> Naked and Afraid. Is an amazing show, by the way. Amazing. I've never I watched it. it. Yeah, is this something I should watch? <laughs> right. I'm like, I have to check it out now. Yeah, <laughs> Molly. So, did you ever finish high school? No. So you started rapping in high school and just left and then just got went into your rap career? No, the day I got kicked out is the day I started rapping. That's when everything took off, really. I never, like, I never, like, double thought, like, oh, I should go back. <laughs> like, I was just <laughs> always busy with <laughs> everything else I was doing. Like, life just 
took off at the like, I'll yeah. say this, Molly. I, I think education is important, but if I had one point three million What's the songwriting process? Like how does how does that process go for you? Um, for me, it's it's more about the beat. Um, most of the time if I'm in a studio, like I can't just it takes me a long time to write. I ain't gonna lie about that. But um, if I'm just in the studio and I, I hear a beat, then I can make a hook to it. But I probably would not be able to be able to make the verses. The verses come to me like throughout the day. I don't know why. Like it just like the hook would be stuck in my head. So like things around the hook would just be coming in my head during the day, and I try and write it down. And then eventually it become a whole song, and then I'll be able to go ahead and record it. It's crazy that you say that because I I don't write so like that process that takes you like a day or a couple of days would it'll just never happen for me because I can't. <laughs> it's amazing that people are able to do stuff like that. Hear it, hear a beat, come up with a hook, and then even come up and just from inspiration around you to come up with something. I think that's yeah. That's Molly, yeah. do you write it down or is it all freestyle like off the top of your head? Um, I write it down. Yeah, I write it down. I put it in my phone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So how'd you get signed? What's that story like? Um, like which time? This time? Yeah. Well, tell us your whole your whole journey. My signing process. Well, my first time getting signed was to Empire, and that was it. Was pretty. It was different. Um, because Gazi, we had a really close relationship. Like you know, like he really fucked with me like the, the long way the things that I do like you know just that I was original and all this type of stuff but um at the time I didn't really know too much about the business part like that's where I fucked up at and that's what I always tell new up-and-coming rappers like you have to know the business side. I was one of the people that I expressed that to the T no matter who I'm around I don't like the business side I don't know nothing about that I literally get an attitude when people talk about the business side around me but you cannot do that regardless of the fact if you want to be a rapper you have to know the business side like it's right. no you know like yes or no it's not no you know question you have to know at the end of the day so with when I was with Empire the manager that I was with was not I feel like that wasn't that wasn't um wasn't a good yeah, fit. he wasn't he wasn't it for that situation you know what I'm he didn't know what so he was I, doing business-wise basically yeah, yeah basically so it kind of messed up a lot of things over there but guys he still fuck with me to this day only because he know me you know what i'm saying as a person he know you know that i don't know what really was going on and stuff like that because i straight up call him you know and he answered stuff like that you know we would just chop it up and he'd be like dang y'all know that you know stuff like that so that's really where that comes from but that was just the empire but it was a good run though for sure and then um this is my second time getting signed on with bmg now and it's lit like everything about it is lit like I like everything. Like, I don't have a problem with nothing that I have going on. And it's like, it's a different situation to where you don't get, like, you know how you get uh, advanced and all that type of stuff. I'm okay with that now because now I know, you know, what advanced do to you and, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> I'm straight. I'd rather get it on my own. I'd rather, you know, grind for everything that I, I need. So, yeah. It's, it's a lot, but it's a, a bigger chance to learn everything too like it's um I can taste myself I don't have to rush into things and um I'm starting a lot of like different 
um, branding things that I wanted. I want. I've, I've been wanting to do for a long time. Like I got a tech deal. Um, when I'm putting out some headphones and Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's dope. Girl, yeah. send us yeah. some. We'll wear them on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I can say y'all can Yeah, let's see it. You designed the headphones yourself? Yeah, I designed it. Oh! So, oh okay. Crazy yeah. oh, bangers! <laughs> yeah. They call crazy bangers. They lit too. They loud as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in here be trying to listen to you know what I'm saying. Then it's gonna have my voice on it. Okay, I don't want to tell everything. <laughs> I got Bluetooth speakers. Those are wireless, so that's lit too. And then I have a clothing line coming out. It's 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 merch because I don't have merch out, but it's a clothing line. Like it's a real clothing line. Um, I also have. A uh, cosmetic line coming out. Yeah, I got a cosmetic line. Um, yes, Molly. Yeah, first time I drop lip gloss is really soon. It's gonna, it's not gonna be the ordinary lip gloss that everybody else do. I want it to be like improving the lips and plump stuff and vitamins and all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Something different. So yeah, I got a lot of stuff in store. That's good. <laughs> I love it. I'm a fan. I'm really a fan of yours, and it's crazy because a lot of people uh-huh. have figures. Like, I'm always, like, I don't think they tweet their own stuff. Like, so I was going through your, your Twitter timeline, and now that I'm talking to you, I know you be tweeting your own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just now getting my Twitter back, so my most recent tweets, just don't mind those, you know what I'm saying? Because I, <laughs> I was in a real. situation or whatever, but... Yeah, I ain't doing that no more. I'm not venting on the internet no more. So. I was don't, gonna don't say, yeah, I was gonna say that with 1.3 million followers on Instagram and having Twitter, like as a young artist, do you feel a lot of pressure to just make sure that everything you're saying and what you're putting out there, you know, really stands for who you are, and you know, because yeah. they don't, everybody got an opinion. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'd rather just not say nothing, honestly. Like, if I'm not posting about my music or something like that, I'd rather just not say nothing. Like, they always they always come to you and ask you, like, say something just happened in the in the industry. They come to you and ask you, so what What you think about this? Um, it ain't my motherfucking business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess I won't ask you about Megan getting shot. <laughs> Mental note. <laughs> I hope she still got the Megan knees, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Garnett, that's what you said. Garnett was worried about Megan's knees. <laughs> you know, you gotta squat down. I know she gotta use them feet muscles because I can't do that. And I'm <laughs> so I have a question, Molly. We're in a very good space with female rap where we have so many women like we have women that are really popular we have like the nikki's and the megan's and the cardi's and the doja's you know they're really super popping and then we have like the the women that are on the come up and then we have like the underground uh women that are still working right so as a mm-hmm. woman really trying to make it do you still find it hard or easy to um kind of maneuver in the industry are you feeling like people are are giving you more attention and they're showing more interest or is it even harder now than it was before because there's so many women and now the labels are starting to see once more that people do want women rapping 
Yeah. Well, I mostly try to focus on the positive. Like, I don't like, I, I was at that stage in my um, career where I just felt like when I saw something happening for another artist, when I know they don't write their own shit or something like that, you know, and I've just been working so hard, you know, I would just hate it. Like, oh, my fucking God, like, how did y'all see her and y'all don't see me? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, now that I grew up and now I see what's going on and, you know, some people just get it easy like that. Honestly, it just happens like that for some people. And I feel like when you do have to work from, you know, nothing, it lasts longer. Like, people that get it fast, they lose it fast. Yeah, you might mm. have that one hit, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just not my time yet. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I still, you know, focus on the positive and everything that I do have going on, because it can be worse. Like, you know, I still have fans. I still have people that support me. I still have people that's looking forward to my music, and I still get new fans. So that's, that's good at the end of the day. I still got, you know, um, labels looking at me, you know, hearing things from bigger artists, you know, artists that I'm like, well, damn, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's, it, it just keeps me motivated, basically. So it's just not my time when when I do see stuff like that. So it don't bother me, though. Like, I like seeing people, you know, come up and, you know, progress in their career. Do you have any pressure from the label at all, like, to change the kind of music? Like, I know when I talk to a lot of the female rappers, uh, and you're like we were talking about before you rapping rapping. Do they try to make you make like the R&B song or like, you know, what they think is the radio song? Like, you know, how much creative control do you have at this point? No, they don't try to change nothing about me. Actually, the label loves me. They love everything that I do. Like everything that I make, you know, what I'm saying? they just fuck with everything for real. And um, they support everything that I do. So when it does come to change and stuff, it's more it's more so my producers, my manager. You know, they just want me to go to the next level. Like, okay, try to get into this bag. You know, stuff like that. And it's that's not a problem. You know, you can always try and you know do different things, but they don't ever pressure me to change anything or you know mix it up. Nothing like that. All right, so your song, Curious, is out right now. Mm-hmm. We were all listening to it. So you out here spitting, girl, and we love it, you know. <laughs> Anybody else? Any of y'all got any other questions? No, nah, I honestly just want to say I'm happy that you're in a uh, good situation now and that you love it. So that way you get everything you. that you want. Um, also, super proud of you for being a hustler. Like, that's, that's all yeah. I you really know how to put the work in, so I hope you get everything that you want. And yeah, you got you got a fan now. You got a fan. I appreciate it. I really appreciate that. I want to echo everything he said. I think I'm I'm really amazed by you right now. When you said I got a tech deal, I said, "What's a tech deal?" I'm like, "Wow, that's amazing." And I think it's a little amazing that like you found time to come on here and do this with us, and like. You you got your nails done, you got your hair done, you got the eyelids, <laughs> and you are like a superstar. I'm, I'm, I'm like, she came ready. She came, came ready. ready. <laughs> so what? So your project? You have a project on the way. What's going on with that? Yes, I'm working on Pink Molly right now. Well, I keep saying I'm working on I'm just like saying that, but it's done now. It's just getting like finalized and you know, mixed and mastered and all of that. But I'm done with Pink Molly, so that's what's coming up next. Mm, yeah, I'm very excited for that. 
All right, Molly. Well, thank you for hanging out with us today. Make sure you listen to her song, Curious. Um, And then also follow her. Uh, I mean, it's not like you need it, girl, but (laughs) because you got a couple mil. (laughs) And uh, congratulations and good luck, Molly. Thanks for having me. No problem, baby. Thank you. Bye. Bye. She was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely be spitting. Yeah, yeah I yeah, like yeah. that song "Water." That uh, what's that DJ Drewski that, that that she got with Dream Doll, and I like that song too. I saw that. You should have asked her about it. I was about to. Man, she she's honestly uh, she's captivating. Like she knows how yeah. to do it herself. Very passionate about what she was talking about. Like I really just wanted to hear her talk even more. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure amongst other things you would like to hear her talk. <laughs> Here we go with the red tails. Here we go with the red tails. <laughs> I've never seen Garnett so quiet. <laughs> No, I, I was interested in hearing what she had to say. Is that is that so? I was like, "Are you shy?" Garnett. <laughs> you you know what though? I was really surprised by the fact that she had um, a lot of stuff going on for her as well. Like, yeah, that's dope. Side that's business, super dope. And especially, I was gonna say the quarantine probably the shutdown. I should say, I hope has shown people like you gotta have these additional lines and streams of income so it's good that she's there already very i don't want to say early in her career because she's been rhyming but you know at this point in her career yeah it's great too because you normally see with artists like that stuff kind of comes out like a lot like afterwards mm-hmm. and as it already i think says a lot about her team and how they're moving also about like the world and how like it's moving too especially with entertainment I think yeah. a lot of these young artists, they're not like the older artists. Like Mm-mm. they have to figure out how to get it faster, you know, and they're not so locked into like that traditional, like, oh, I need the big major deal. Like even right now, how she said, oh, I'm good on an advance because I know what it means. That means you got to right, pay back. Right, right. You know? So it's like a lot of the younger artists are like not really in that conventional, like when we hear about the TLCs or, you know, some of the the older artists who really knew not much about the business and they got locked into like these 360 deals or, you know, these these deals where they're not really allowed to do much. These younger artists know so much about it. So they're like, no, I'm good kind of running independent and kind of doing my own thing and still getting like that big label push, but they don't have absolute creative control over what I'm doing, you know? So, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? We kind of hit everything. I mean, the timing was perfect today. It really was. Yeah, we yeah. killed it. Everybody got good lighting? We doing good. <laughs> <laughs> we can see everybody. <laughs> hey, so uh, follow us on YouTube. And I can't even tell you how to follow us because we just started it and it has all the numbers and letters and the ridiculous link the long link. So I'm trying to get to the point. It says that we need a hundred subscribers before you can change the link directory. So as soon as follow us on YouTube, so we can get there. Garnett asked me the other day, like, yo, can we record the video? I'm like, Garnett, we are recording the video on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, it just, it's weird because usually I don't see that sign that says recording, and now it actually says it in his defense. I don't normally see that. No, I always have seen it. Really? That's because, yes, yes. Well, you know, in the dark. My thing be all dark. I <laughs> and I was going to say, Garnett's too busy passing around the corona, so that's why he ain't see it. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> what kind of reaction did you get to that video, Garnett? H- have you gotten it. any reaction? Yeah, I, I, I got to download it. I didn't post it yet. Oh, I, and I got reactions to it. <laughs> and people, were like, people were like, yo, he really having a party over there? <laughs> <laughs> I got reactions. Somebody said that I couldn't hide my face when I seen it because I was like, <laughs> and I tried to compose myself, but then when it was like the third person, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Mina, your whole head this shit. I was like, okay, hello. <laughs> I see a little green corona right there. Oh, here we go. Here y'all go. Ain't no corona here. <laughs> no, remember when corona first started and we were still recording in my house? Garnet, we were joking. Over. With a cough. Oh, my he, was, <laughs> he was the first one to have a cough. Yep, that was before we were oh shut down. Oh, my gosh, this is what y'all doing. <laughs> I still remember that. Why is that still in your head? Because I thought about it. I remember because we definitely were joking like, oh, you might have a coronavirus they talking about. And oh. Mina had a Lysol bottle and was like, kill coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> that's when we first realized the Lysol bottle said coronavirus mm-hmm. so yeah. alright well uh, follow us on social media at Mina's House Pod find us on YouTube just google it um, <laughs> that's the only way I know how to say it right Mina say what it's gonna pop right up yes, no, yes. no don't google Mina say what Mina's House, Mina's House Podcast okay. yeah cause if you google Mina say what all my other crap will come up we don't want that so, um, all right. I mean to say what? Thank you for watching. Thank you for Molly Brazy for gracing the yeah. pod today. I'm Shayna B. I'm Garnett B. <laughs> Dexter Stucky, a.k.a. Dexter One. It's the 137th episode of the Meanest House podcast. Thank you for watching and listening. <laughs>